And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We got Dan Shaughnessy coming up in about 40 minutes. You read his words, you get incensed. You hear his words, you understand, hey, he's a pretty good guy and a very smart guy. So Dan Shaughnessy going to join us around 1135, 1140 a.m. Eastern at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N on Twitter. When I hear this, I think you got sour grapes. I think you're just upset because Tom Brady made it to another Super Bowl. That stupid cheater, that terrible individual, Darth Brady's doing it again. Damn it, we thought that we had him pegged and dead, and here he is again, back in another Super Bowl, the ninth time. I'm so sick of the Patriots. I'm so sick of Brady. Blah, 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 blah. Cry me a freaking river. That's my first thought. But you know what? You can have sour grapes, and you can be right, too. And you have sour grapes because Tom Brady's back in the Super Bowl. And you're also right. Because over time in the NFL and in the playoffs, whatever, it sucks. It just sucks. It's not as much fun. I'm not as entertained. I don't understand how you have an entity like the NFL where you change all the rules to give to the offense. Hear me out. You change to the rules to give to the offense. Every change is made to support point scoring, to to promote scoring, to promote people being able to get into the end zone so we can all clap and have a good time. Or to at least throw it off a little bit because you took away the extra points and you made them further, so now it throws things a little bit crazier. And I'm hearing the take on Monday morning and hearing it from me, well, you know, you just make a stop. How can you make a stop? They're not supposed to make a stop. The rules are there, so you really, it's harder to stop, and then you're really not supposed to make a stop. Make a stop. Hey, I'm a tough ass. Make a stop. Hey, you don't want Tom Brady in the end zone? Well, I guess you just got to make a stop. Okay, tough guy. All right. I dig it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay, tough guy. Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. How would you feel if it was your team? Well, it's not my team. Make, make a stop. Okay. All right, tough guy. I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, tough guy. I got you. How would you feel if if you were the team that got that close or if you were a Patriots fan and you were out there on defense first? Well, you got to make a stop. No, that's not the point. The point is I'm entertained. I need to be entertained. And there was less entertainment in that game. I got young versus old. And it was the same storyline that was playing out earlier in the year. And both of those storylines – I got to admit, and this is how I know I'm getting older and how I know that I need to lighten up every now and then. I have to do some self-reflection at times, and the Patriots make me do it because in both instances, and boy, this is going to go over like a lead balloon, I was rooting for the Patriots. I was rooting for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is is right to me because I understand it. Because it's 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 the offense I grew up with. It's the offense I grew learning. It's the type of quarterback that I grew learning. And for a lot of guys like me out there, guys like Patrick Mahomes, they're scary. Run pass option. What is this? What is going on here? I don't know what this is. So it, it does make it a little bit more comforting when Tom Brady wins. But that's beside the point. Even though I wanted Tom Brady to win, I wanted to feel comforted by it. Sorry, Chiefs fans. I know that while you had sour grapes, you're right. Your offense should get the play. If every rule is put into place 
to make offense better and to give an offensive advantage, which it has been over the last 20-plus years now. If every rule has been put into place for the offense, you should at least have to play defense once in the overtime period. I don't care. If they score a touchdown, which New England did, then fine. Kansas City obviously has to score a touchdown in the ensuing drive. It's that simple. Score for score. Full length, 100-yard field, kickoff, the whole shebang. You do it the whole way. College football rules are a little bit hokey. Plus, for the fantasy football player out there, then you got to remove the overtime rules because overtime, as far as I know, to fantasy football, and I'm not a big fantasy football guy. Tom, correct me or, or tell me I'm right here. Does overtime rules, do overtime stats count towards what you get in your fantasy football game? Uh, I think they do. I'm they, not you a think they do? Guy either. Okay, I don't know. Kevin, are you? I'm, I'm sure you're 22, yeah, Kevin. right? Kevin? Not a fantasy guy either. All right, we got three <laughs> sports radio guys here talking sports radio that aren't fantasy football guys. Yeah, Wouldn't real, you like those Real football odds? fans. Judas Priest. I assume, let's just go for assuming sakes, that, uh, that overtime does. You play college football. You have to take out those rules from fantasy football because then they have ex- then it puts in bad aspects of it, and it is entertaining. But I don't know if that absolutely works. I think it's just fair and equitable and more entertaining that you have that game where it's it's firepower versus firepower, one quarterback against the other. Who's going to have the ball last? Who's going to be the one to blink? And the other guy doesn't get a shot at it in overtime. With plenty of time left, it it doesn't make sense. I do think it's sour grapes. I think some people were upset because they don't want to see Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl. They think he's a cheater and a bad guy, and he wears the black hat, and he's a villain and all that stuff. I also think you're right because it did suck that that game end, it ended the way it did and how quickly it did, and I'm like, oh, God, the game's over. Now we're on to the Super Bowl. Really? Out of nowhere? Really? Kansas City doesn't get a shot with the ball at all? Both teams should have to play defense. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let me get to the phones. Tony in Vancouver, Washington. You've been on hold the longest. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Uh, this is going to be a sad Super Bowl for me this year. Uh, um, the media, they keep saying that the Saints fans are upset. That They're not the only ones upset. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of the National Football League, and I'm really upset. Uh Next Sunday, we're going to be watching the NFL's version of WrestleMania here. We're going to see teams, you know, pre-planned teams, refs looking the other way, a commissioner with his head in the sand. And every time I see the Rams offense, and it's really unfortunate because the Rams are a good football team, but I'm going to look at them like, you, you don't belong here. You didn't earn this. You were given this. Oh, because of the, so, okay, because of the call. Yeah. Because of the call. Yeah, they were given that shot. They didn't. So, they didn't wait a minute. Well, you really think it's tainted because of the call? If they So, if they win the Super Bowl, is it a tainted Super Bowl? Well, it's tainted because they're there. If they would have blocked that field goal at the end of the game, yeah, they would have earned it. But that game was taken away from the team. And that and to me, it's going to make for an asterisk Super Bowl. This is the tuck rule, the, the, the fake stabler fumble, the Seahawks. Listen, I'll, hey, I'm Super upset Bowl. about Tony. I'm upset about the call too. But I mean, if we're really going to go over the corpse, and we can, I'm here to provide an autopsy with you. But if you really want to go yeah. over it, what was Sean Payton doing with some of the calls in the fourth quarter? He was given a golden opportunity to get out to a 17 nothing lead in the first quarter of that football well, game. What know, happened to Ken? Ken, there's a reason why these games are when when they bet these games online. You know, when they, the line on them is never over three or four points. 
It's because one play can determine the game. That's true. Okay, that's why that's why you very rarely see seven points or better on the on the spread. I don't care so what it, they did in the first quarter. Wow. That moment right there, the game was taken away from another team. And, and I'm sorry, that's what it is. And you got to get over it. There's nothing the NFL can do about it, but it's tainted to me. And every time I see the Rams, I'm going to say, you didn't, you didn't earn it. Thank All you. Right. All right, Tony, I can't, I can't change your feelings. I thank you very much for the call. I can't change your feelings. I can't argue a man's feelings. Dan in South Bend, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Let her ride. Hey, Ken, thanks for taking my call. Glad uh, to have you, Dan. So I'm a Saints fan since Kenny Saber played, so I've been through all of this. Um, and I do appreciate everybody letting us mourn this long. I didn't think it, they'd let us talk about it this long. Uh, but uh, I, I think with the rule, maybe they should have uh, a ref in New York watch the game and, and, and can, go to the, can go into the ears of the officials and say, hey, you guys missed something on that. Let's huddle up and get this right. I mean, on a call like that. Now, if, if the plays – if it's a holding – 20 yards of the ball is not even in that area, then that's different. But if it, if it affects the play that actually happened right there, the ball's coming that way, you got to look that over. Uh, I think well, if it's in the final couple minutes, they say it's a non-reviewable call. Do we make it where everything is reviewable in the final couple of minutes, but it's back to New York? Now, we might have a couple of people like we just had with Tony, Dan, who, who believes it's all – I mean, the way he made it sound, he thinks it's all a little bit nefarious there. I don't know if that's always going to clear everything up with the, with the thoughts of the regular football fan in America. Well, I mean, I was with – you brought up a good point. These coaches are smart. I was I – was, earlier I was thinking give them another flag, you know, the red flag, but you're, what you said was right. We'll find These a loophole, yeah. They'll look for a loophole. If it's somebody from New York, there's no loophole. It's, it's, they're, getting, they're talking with the refs, hey, you guys missed that call. Let's check it out and see and make sure – I don't care if the game goes a little longer. I love the game. If I didn't love the game, I wouldn't watch it. That's true. It's so. amazing to me as we sit there, we bitch and moan, and thank you for the call, Dan. We complain all the time about how, how, how long all the games are, how long baseball games are. I, I wish I could complain about how long NFL football games are. It's rarely an argument, especially in those big games. Super Bowl's going to take what? feels like it's going to take 18 hours to play. No one's really going to care. My, my answer for it is as simple as this. And it's not even the best answer for it, and some people are going to think it's a dud. I don't like the culture of calling for people's jobs all the time. I think we do that, and we don't realize that, hey, you know, sometimes people make mistakes, and they have kids who rely on these jobs. They have health insurance, and we go, well, so-and-so should be fired. Well, no, let's ease up now. We're talking about a person's life here. However, these are part-time jobs. The average salary of an NFL referee is $200,000 a year. It's a legitimate stat. Look it up. A legitimate $200,000 a year job. That's basically part-time work. And I know any ref out there, well, it's full-time. No, you're not going to referee factories five days a week for eight hours a day. You're not doing that. You have other jobs. Most guys are business owners who are referees. You look at the great Gene Steratore, who actually really is a good referee, who was a good referee. He owns a very lucrative supply business. You have other guys who obviously own businesses or contractors who are who maybe salesmen during the week, whatever it might be. They're able to do these jobs. It's a perk and a privilege to be in the NFL. If you can't do the job, fire them. Make it worth it. I'll tell you this. I told you at the beginning of the show we, when I had to address the Seth Wickersham article, there was an offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns 
who had to correct in the first Ravens game this year, the one that they won 12-9 to in overtime, he had to correct the official at the end of it because the official said, now hold off, everybody stay off the field. If this one goes through, the game's not over. The unnamed offensive lineman goes, BS, this game isn't over. Go look at your own rule book. The game's over. Everybody's had the ball numerous times already. This thing goes through. This game's over, buddy. Other referee walks over and goes, yeah, he's right, man. The game's over. You got to understand this. So at times they don't even know. And it's a, it's a pressure-packed situation. It's a very scary thing to do. You can't do it. You can't do it. Get another guy in there. And get guys in there until we can get it right. I'm not talking about any other level. I'm not talking about high school level or college or anything like that. The CYO, nothing. Don't make it bigger than what it is. Stick to the NFL. There, it's a $200 a year extra job, and it's a passion for them, and I know they're trying to get it right, but if you can't get it right, especially under these circumstances, we saw somebody get fired during the regular season this year, put their jobs on the line. That's the only other way I can think about it, because to expand the reviews – Maybe you send it back to New York. There's always going to be some drawbacks there. And to say that, well, just pass interference should be, that should be reviewed and holding should be reviewed. All right, well, then I guess we really just take all the heat out of the sport. David in Mobile, Alabama, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, David. Hey, Ken, I'm a Saints fan that actually recognizes all teams in the NFL benefit and get screwed over by bad calls that the referee is just a oh. part of the game. Champions, though, are the ones that overcome those bad calls to, to win the games. But So with that said, there's a couple of things the NFL could do to improve not only the integrity, but the appearance of integrity in the game. First of all, like half of this refing crew that screwed up this call lives in the Los Angeles TV market. So they could uh, they could follow their own rules and say if you live in the TV market of a particular team, you don't get to ref that team's games. And then I agree with you that we need to hold them accountable if they didn't that they just royally screw up like they did this last time, that they their jobs should be put on the line. But to do that, NFL fans are going to have to have patience with the replacement refs the next time the the referees get locked out because that's what happens. That's why the NFL uh, referees can get away with making such bad calls without being accountable Ah, is because we don't have patience when the uh, replacement refs make bad calls. Strong point, David. Very astute point, my friend. Are you still there? Stay with me. Are you there? Okay. All right. Now you started off with something. I I, got to dive into your own psyche here. So are you telling other Saints fans, you're a Saints fan in Mobile, Alabama, you're a Saints fan, are you telling folks to get over it? Yes, I'm telling people to get over it. I've been telling people to get over it since Monday. All right, David, are you going to say Drew Brees retires after next year and he gets close again He just it, and it just falls short and he retires and in 10 years you just are the old Saints again? Are you still going to feel that way? Well, that uh I may feel differently 10 years if the old, they're the old Saints again, but for them to be the old Saints again, they would have to really have a major overhaul in, uh, in general, manager, general managership and, and not in a good way. Okay. Okay. I mean, because I, I can see these things, David, and thank you very much for the call because I've always talked from the outhouse. And to watch teams make that climb, I, I know from the experience – it's such a hard climb to the penthouse, and you can free fall out of the penthouse into the outhouse in about five seconds. And I, I just look at these situations, and I'm amazed. David called in. David's telling people to suck it up. I dig it. But I also have I, – I just have sympathy for a Saints fan. I do. I, I thought at the middle, middle of this week with all the weird different lawsuits and petitions that just aren't going to get fulfilled. No one cares. I mean, they care, but it's not going to happen. 
I just thought you were wasting your time, and maybe, yeah, you should get over it a little bit and, 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 and experience what it is. And then I'm thinking, you know, these are precious moments for fans and for the teams. Again, Carson Wentz a couple of years ago. I thought Carson Wentz, I watched Carson Wentz warm up on a Monday night and go, man, this guy's going to own the NFC for the next decade plus. We're having real arguments on whether or not to hold on to him or Nick Foles now. These things, they come and they go. You can't guarantee the future on that. So if a Saints fan, I got to disagree with David, if a Saints fan is upset and is beside himself, I don't know how to make him feel better. I can certainly sympathize with that person's plight. 855-212-4CBS. But the part about the patience with the ref lockout, good God, what a great point that was. I want to get to more of your calls when we come back. Dan Shaughnessy in just about 20 minutes. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. I can't believe I got to do this. I got to log jam this in there. I, Kevin, I want to punch you in the throat. Why is that, get on, man? Get him on the mic. He didn't tell us. I had something scheduled here. I swear to everyone. I had it scheduled where eventually I was going to get to, hey, like any good business, if you're not satisfied, you should get your money back. That's the tease because the New York, one of the New Jersey books, I think it's what, pointsbet.com. Is that the one you were with? I was doing... I was doing the FanDuel uh, sports book. Okay, okay. So you're with the sports book. Well, point the the one I saw. So it's more than one in Jersey. Pointsbet.com. The one time good karma payout refund to anyone who bet on the Saints money line or spread. That's correct. Kevin, Kevin, who's running things right now, got a payback. You got money back on the Saints game. I did. I, I put. I took the Saints on the money line. I put fifty bucks down. When there was 13 nothing, things were looking great. I felt really confident and satisfied. And obviously, once the second quarter hit, things took a little turn. And once I, I was on the way to work here, so I heard the pass <laughs> interference. So I'm going crazy on the New Jersey Turnpike. Like, what is going on? Yeah. I was freaking out. You didn't even out. see it. He got his money back. He didn't even have to watch the call. Oh, my God. Tom's upset. Tom's upset joke. he got his money back. Why what are you upset, joke. Tom? Because he lost the bet. What am I missing here? He don't, lost the bet. What is going it, on you? with the Saints fans in, you don't, in New Orleans? You, no, you don't get it, do you? You don't get it. What don't I get? This is cut. This is this is. We are breaking new barriers in American sport, Tom. Oh, You're yeah. not seeing this. Oh yeah, I'm all for that. So go ahead, keep going. Yeah. So I'm, there I'm, was a time. Go ahead. Well, Kevin, go ahead and tell yours real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I'm freaking out. I'm nervous. I, I'm actually sweating. And then when the Saints get the ball in overtime, I'm thinking, okay, Drew Brees is going to do his thing. Comes in the clutch. What does he do? He throws an interception. Right there, and then I, I knew the game was over. Yeah. 57-yard field goal, rest is history. I'm down 50 bucks. I, I'm, I'm upset. And 48 hours later, or whenever they announced it, they said, yeah, uh, anyone who picked the Saints with the spread or on the money line, we will reimburse you. It How is, is this progress, Ken? Go it ahead. is such good business. There was a time. When I was a kid, I'm a little older than you guys. Well, Tom, you're not that young. But when we were kids – Gambling was done, and you guys already. Any guy on hold? I'm sorry, I can't get to you right now. We will get to you, I promise. But anybody who's listening, anybody on hold, you remember when you were young and gambling was done with the with the weather forecast, and maybe over at the over at the barber shop or wherever in the bar, the Elks Club, whatever it might be. It was in the shadows. It was in the dark, and there was something cool about it and kind of dangerous and fun. Now it's all out there in the public. Well, if it's a mainstream business now, which is what it's becoming. Any mainstream business is about customer service. So when you feel that you've been robbed, when you feel that you've been hoodwinked, when you feel you've been bamboozled, 
what is going to make me, if I'm in a competitive business like pointsbet.com is, this company out in Jersey, which now they're in a state that legalizes this, if I'm in a competitive business, I don't want you to give your next 50 bucks to somebody else because you're still going to put money down on something. Why let you give your next 50 bucks to somebody else? How about I give you your 50 bucks back, and now we've built some trust together, and you're coming back to me. That's legitimate business. You get that at fast food drive throughs You get that at department stores. You get that on Amazon. Why won't you get it in your bedding? Tom, you don't get this. You get money given back to you by department stores or at fast food restaurants? You don't get your money back on, on when you go to fast food and if you're not satisfied, you don't get your money back, or you don't get credit, or you don't get a replacement meal or anything like that? You don't get something I back? I guess if you're not satisfied. I'm saying if you're not satisfied by losing that wager, you're a baby. But that's not the case. We're talking about something that's totally different from anything else. I get it. It might, be just sound, lost. It, it might be sound business. Thank that's not you. really what I'm upset about. Because they didn't get their money back on the Chiefs game. They got their money back on the Rams-Saints game. It's what they got their money back. Right. Yes, it's a risk. It's a gamble. It's a bet. That's the way it goes. And that's their business, and that's what they do. But if, if, you're, in a, if you're in a competitive business, which now it is, and you have your next 50 bucks. Why not give them to get their next 50 bucks to you? Fine. I'm not going to argue with that. And it also plays into this terrible, terrible attitude Great. of the fans. And here we are. Well, I don't care. But here we are on a Saturday. I've mentioned pointsbet.com like five times. It's an unpaid testimonial. And so they get free advertising out of it. Obviously, you build in trust with the customer. It's a win-win for them. It's a win-win. It's beautiful for them. I don't see the downside. Good for them. It's terrible what we're becoming. What did you play? Did you? Did, did you is this a problem that Tom, where you bet on something and then you didn't get your money back on this no, game? Is that it? No, my problem is that the Saints didn't close a game they should have won. They did not handle the stretch of the game well, and everybody is letting them off the hook because of the refs. As if there aren't bad calls in every big football game. Give me no, a you're break. Right. You're right. Nobody you're deserves right. their money back for losing that bet. They you, lost that you, game. But you fine, understand. it's good business from their end. I don't argue that. Fine. Thank you. Thank hey, you. I'm but not you do. You do both. Well, obviously not, Kevin. <laughs> you do get it was that much of an historic call, though, right, Tom? Like it was that bad of a call. I disagree that it was all time bad with some of the absolute worst, but it was a bad call. It was a really bad call. I don't know how it could have gotten much worse. I mean, it could. It but... didn't take points off the board or put points on the board. It didn't give them first and goal on the one. It didn't like change. It may not have even impacted the scenario. It's it's possible the Saints could have passed after that, even if they got the call and thrown an incomplete pass, and it barely. Barely would have had an impact on the overall game. Maybe by 25 seconds. I mean, we're, we're granting way too much to the Saints for that call. Mostly because they acted like such babies afterwards. They directed their entire fan base to go nuts. Because Sean Payton's a baby and won't take responsibility. Because you they didn't win the game. Blow, they blew the game. How about Listen. go to the podium and say, we didn't close out a good team. And they made us pay. Not the refs stole this game from us. There are there That's are so the many different works. no. There are so many different moments in a game, Tom, where a game could go your way or not go your way. To that degree, you are right. But then to say or at an outside entity, which is, and that's my favorite word of the day today, is entity. But you look at an outside being, which are the referees. If you feel you were hoodwinked by them, you're obviously going to let the American public know. And that's what Sean Payton did. Sure, but he made it all about that, as though they were robbed. And then we had a situation, which I, I respect the hell out of Boomer Esiason. and I, I kind of know him pretty well at this point. I've been oh, look, you guys are close personal I've been, friends. I've been working with him for years. I see oh, what him, the hell? I, see him, I used to see him every single morning. But he was immediately right on CBS saying the wrong team went to the Super Bowl. I just think that that's 
we're, we're going so far with this when we all watched the same game. The Saints had their foot on the throat. The Rams looked terrible. We watched the Saints not finish the game. We watched them gag down the stretch. We watched them get the slate cleaned, wiped, new chance in overtime. They get the ball first, but somehow now this goes down as being on the refs which I just think you're giving a pass to a team that didn't close a game that needs closing. You don't get to the Super Bowl without finishing right. the football game in the NFC Championship. I'm not giving a pass to them. I've already admitted that a million times, but I am giving a pass to their fans. we got to get to the break. i got to get to Dan Shaughnessy. Can we do that? Please. <laughs> we'll get back to Tom is passionate about this. Us plus we'll get to the phones. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, Dan Shaughnessy joins us. We'll talk about the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Ask him what he thought of the call with the Saints and... He voted for Mariana Rivera for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And that's it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. And I bet you didn't know this. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save some money. You switch to GEICO. You go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. It's that simple. So don't do it now because you'll miss the interview with Dan Shaughnessy. But right after that, go ahead. Go save yourself some money on car insurance. Go to Geico.com. Right now we go to the hotline and we welcome in one of the very best and brightest. I got the, the honor and the pleasure of talking to him earlier this week about Kyrie Irving. Dan Shaughnessy joins us on the show from the Boston Globe at Dan underscore Shaughnessy on Twitter. Dan, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Dan, doing very well. It, now, you're Boston born and, wa- born and raised, right? Correct. If you were from somewhere else, do you think that you would hate Tom Brady too? Oh, sure. I think there's Patriot fatigue all around America. I mean, unless you're of this or this has been your team for having lived here, yeah, I think that people are tired of it. This might seem weird to you. Maybe I have a sports fan so- Stockholm Syndrome here. My team, my favorite team growing up has not had a quarterback during Tom Brady's entire career. <laughs> and so there, there was a time, Dan, I used to hate Tom Brady as a fan. And now it's, it, it's really, it's turned into a reverence. Nice. And it's where, how do you do it at this age, this right. well at this age, and where you can't kill this guy? Do, do, you, do you understand any of that too? I do. I mean, it's, it's impressive. I mean, it's really a lot to, uh, you know, you, you're not likely to see this again. I mean, we're 17 years apart between Super Bowls and – same coach, same quarterback. Who's going to do that? What's more likely to make Tom Brady re- to make Tom Brady retire? A Super Bowl or a Dan Marino esque final game where he throws five picks? I don't think those things are in play, really. Um, you know, I think eventually, yeah, probably the latter. But uh, you know, I think he's intent on. You know, he likes that TV twelve brand. He wants to go global and be a big, you know, international kind of nutrition and and taking care of yourself and pliability and all that jazz. And I think he's he's the advertisement for it, and I think that's part of why to keep going. And he loves competition, but, I mean, he's pretty much established everything you can establish to to be the greatest of all time and all that stuff. So um, there's, there's always the notion, oh, if they win it again, he'll retire. I, I, I don't see that. How much longer do you think he will play? Is, that, is any time really up for grabs now? Now, I mean, <clears throat> you know, the age thing doesn't seem to apply that much. Be- and I think he'll, he'll be the – there'll be others. I mean, Breeze and et cetera, because uh, the way the rules are structured and with the spread offenses – and if you look at the last two games, I mean, just the Patriots' offensive line and, and, and people not figuring out how to get to him before he gets rid of the ball, uh, you know, this, this quick release thing and the spread offense, 
really has has just changed the position. And uh, he's playing in his living room in the last two weeks, and yeah. he's, he's not touched the uniforms totally clean. And uh, certainly in the in the Charger game, just throwing to the backs the whole day. There was some downfield stuff last week, some big boy throws, but but we haven't seen much of that, you know. And, and as, as an older guy, you know, they'll say, "Oh, he's 28 for 30 in completions." Well, he's throwing the ball five yards to the guy. He's right there. <laughs> I mean, how do you miss? So, yeah, there's it's it, the position has changed, and it's it, it's advocating for guys to, to go longer. It's harder to do if you're, you know, Mahomes or you know guys running around and doing all that stuff on the run. Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe. Belichick will be 67 by the time the 2019 season's regular season starts. How many more years does he have? Well, again, same thing. He said he wouldn't be Marv Levy coaching in his 70s. Well, he's getting there. He's starting to get there. And, you know, he's doubled the age of the coach on the other side this uh, next week. That, that's unusual. And um, But we, with that's, you know, the physical limitations aren't there for him as it would be for a player. And I think he really likes it. And um, they seem to have, have stayed the course and weathered the storm of the hard feelings about trading Garoppolo and Brady's trainer and the owner getting involved and all that stuff. I mean, they like winning, and uh, mm-hmm. and they are winning. And, and the mismatch, in my view, the, the greatest advantage they have is Belichick, and the greatest mismatch they have is on the sideline week after week, the preparation and uh, what, what they do to the other guys. Uh, that's where they're way better than everybody else, more than anywhere else. Is there something in the back of his head, talking about Bill Belichick, that is excited at the possibility of making a run at a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Oh, I think that. I think there's, there's all kinds of. I think that's where you know he gets his his jollies now. Sure, just uh, <laughs> you know you got to kind of invent your 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 rivals and your competitions. And sure, I think that would be a thing. You know, I, I knew Red Auerbach. He didn't really have that because people say, well, you never won without Russell, and say, yeah, what's your point? You know, so he was he was fine with that. But I think Bill would like to show that, and uh, maybe he'll he'll survive the position to do that i i just don't know at this point i mean it really is uh you know they've been in half of the super bowls in the last 18 years dan shaughnessy joining us on this on the show from boston globe find him on twitter at dan underscore shaughnessy so you said inventing the rivals did they invent the underdog thing because oh i was God. oh yeah, oh go ahead you know well i mean that's that's just crazy <laughs> you know i mean this is like i, I we've done a parody or two on that that, that you know they're, they're Hoosiers and Bill's Norman Dale, and he's measuring the goalpost to show them that it's the same as it is back home in Foxborough. And, you know, it's this preposterous narrative that, that the, 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 the scrappy underdogs. Um, no, I mean, they've won, you know, they've been in eight straight AFC championships. They've won the division 15 out of 17 years. You know, half the Super Bowls of the last 18 years. No, they are not the scrappy underdogs. Knock yourselves out, come up with a narrative. No one thinks we can do it. I mean, the Warriors say that when they win. Nobody thought we could do it. Well, actually, everyone thought you would do it. So, yeah, I just uh, that's just a lot of noise. But whatever it takes to motivate. Well, and you can, you can tell with Tom, everybody thinks we suck and we're old and we're slow. And, yeah, they love that. Well, let me, let me, let me run this by you, okay? Because I, I'm not saying, like, hey, the, the, the Hoosier stuff, obviously I'm not going to go that far. But I do remember earlier this year, well, you know, Josh McDaniels has to redo that entire offense for him because he can't load up and throw it the way he did. You remember a few years ago, Dan, back when they were at Kansas City and Garoppolo finished that game and that beatdown that they took. And, well, is this the end of Tom? Don't, wouldn't you get tired of hearing that too? Sure. No, that's, that's, that's good motivation for them, but they're not underdogs. <laughs> Dan Shaughnessy joining us on the show. Fair enough. Um for this Super Bowl, what are the other storylines that you can think of? Because it does seem to be a bit ho hum. Yeah. And here I am a week later. I'm still talking about a blown pass interference call. Yeah, no, that, that's had more legs than usual because of the week off and and the the, the lack of other other things. 
I mean, you know, we're going to have the, the, the coaching thing, which you've referenced, you know, one guy's twice as old as the other, and the quarterback's very similar thing. You know, Goff's seven years old when they were first in this game. And, it, you know, Patriots-Rams, there's some history there. And, and it's it's the different city that they represent now. But, you know, there's still there's still people in the Rams family who think that the Patriots cheated their way to that Super Bowl. I mean, Marshall Falk being number one among them. I think Derek, I think Dickerson's on that on that train, too. So, you know, we'll be trying to get some more out of them and, and you know, push that the nefarious Patriots agenda. That's always fun. What do you say to the the cheating allegations on, on two of those things, the deflate gate and the spy gate? I think they do stuff. I don't think it changes anything. I think everybody does stuff, and uh, they just they they're they're looking for every edge, and I think they look at it as competitive. But I I think I think they've they've done everything they've been charged with. I just don't think it's, <laughs> it's the reason that they get there. Dan Shaughnessy with us on the show. So only Marion Rivera, and that's it. Why? Well, I you know it, it's it's consistent with last year's ballot I, of the returnees. I hadn't voted for any of them. I, you know. He, you labor over guys and debate on guys. I knew Edgar was getting in, and I'm glad. I'm glad when guys get in that I don't vote for because it's just, you know, it's one less, one less batch of uh, nasty twitters and emails to come your way. So, you know, good for those who get in. I just, you know, the Baines thing kind of put me off a little bit that that he got six percent of the writers' vote, and then they they strong armed him onto the into the Hall of Fame as, as a, you know a very good player when there's so many guys better than Harold Baines who are not in the Hall of Fame and. I just said, you know what? What? Why are we arguing about these borderline guys? I see one guy that's a clear cut. I'm staying on the steroid wall for the other clear cuts because clearly, you know, if, if you don't care about steroids or the PEDs, you're voting for Bonds, Clemens, Manny Ramirez, Sosa, whatever. But I'm, I'm staying on that side of that one, and I saw one clear cut guy. But you know, Halliday, Edgar, Messina, very worthy, very worthy Hall of Famers. Well, well, Dan, well, how do we get to this? How do we get to this level with it, with the Hall of Fame? Because the way that people have been talking about Harold Baines this week, he was a good player. You're right about him not being a Hall yeah. of Famer, but goodness, we're talking about him like he's like John Scott in the NHL. Let's let's relax a little bit here. Yeah, it's just it's just what it does. It just opens up. I mean, a case for for a billion guys. I mean, you know, Dale Murphy, Dwight Evans, Albert Bell, you know, Dick Allen, Tony Oliva. There's way better players that aren't there. And uh, it's just, I just don't, I don't like that. If we're going to go through this, this exercise as writers, why, why all of a sudden um, just push, push somebody there who was clearly a very good player who was not a Hall of Famer? I just, that's a, and, and somewhere along the line, the charge of, of, of the voters has become vote for your, your 10 favorite guys on the ballot. That's, no, vote for the Hall of Famers on the ballot. That's, yeah. that's what I do. And um, it's not... Oh, I wish I could vote for twenty. You know, no, there aren't twenty Hall of Famers on the ballot. I mean, have some standards. That's how I feel about it. But well, again, I get crushed for you know not voting for ten, and I, that's not what we're we're asked to do. We can vote for ten, but we're not ordered to vote for ten. It's it's not withholding, unless you think the guy's a Hall of Famer. Now, Dan, it's interesting, I, but I do see your reasoning why. I, I can't crush you for it because you you do make a valid reason for it, and and that's what I get worried about. Where yeah, I'm on the different side of the fence with you when it comes to the steroid stuff. I, I think baseball saw it, but at the same time, I thought guys would be cost the Hall of Fame because of steroids because you never knew, and now it seems that guys are getting in because they're almost, it's almost where they get the advantage of where we got to vote somebody in, so we're just going to vote for our favorite guys, which isn't the point of the Hall of Fame, is it? No, I mean everybody's got you know this, it's a very uh, flammable uh, topic, and and you know we've come in another cycle, and you know Jeter's going to be on there next year, and and that'll start a thing. Glad we got the unanimous thing out of the way, so we don't have to hear about that anymore. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great that people are interested in the topic. It just was uh, it, it the discourse I think needs to be a little more civilized. How many Super Bowls you been to? I, I kind of this will be nineteen. What's yeah. the best? What's the best thing and worst thing about Super Bowl week? Oh man, I mean the best thing is when you know when it's in a city where you know the, the fans get to be all around it. It's you know the teams are downtown and the press is downtown and and the media stuff and the radio row and it's all together. That it just creates you know New Orleans is good at doing that. Um, I hope Atlanta is good at doing that. So those those things are just are just really good and, and you know it's a national holiday and. And we go, and so it's uh, you know trying to come up with with new wrinkles on it, you know. And some of the the waiting is 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 a hard part. I mean, we know it's, you got this two week thing, and you know, we're manufacturing topics and same old, same old, and, and that sort of thing. But hey, we're we're blessed to be able to go. Yeah, I was able to do a whole interview with you, and I didn't even ask you about the Pro Bowl, which I'm sure you're sick and tired oh, of talking you. about. <laughs> Dan, thank you very much for the time. You're one of the fabulous ones. Enjoy this week coming up, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again real soon. All right, take care, man. You too. Dan Shaughnessy joining us. Boston Globe at Dan underscore Shaughnessy on Twitter. 855-212-4CBS. I want to get into the Hall of Fame a little bit later on. 1 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to get into it. And and I respect Dan Shaughnessy's uh, stance on it. Where I thought guys would be cost the opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame because of steroids. I feel baseball overlooked that. I feel if we're on this thing about steroids, if we're on this kick and we talk about it, I think a lot of people call it classiness. I think a lot of people call it having some sort of a standard for it or maybe purity of the game. I think if you look through the history of the game, if you're going to call it purity, I think you're being a bit of a hypocrite. And I hate doing this about this Hall of Fame, especially baseball, because we can argue about guys getting in and wide receivers getting into the NFL and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But when it comes to baseball, Harold Baines was probably a good guy, is probably a good guy. And was a good baseball player. And I do feel bad having to tear down Harold Baines because I have a problem with leaving steroids guys out or putting steroids guys in. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up next, of course the Eagles refute the Carson Wentz report. They're the ones who put it out. It's Ken Cowan on CBS Sports Radio.